Rise and shine. It's butt whipping time. It's time for the Morning Blitz with Ross Volkmer. That broadcast school has really paid off. Talking everything sports. From the preps. Mitchek with the swing and the kill. Point Goodland. Match Goodland. To the pros. Oh my! Nolan Jones crushes it! A walk-off winner! The Blitz is presented by the insurance agency, Equity Bank of Hoxie, Quinter, and Grinnell, the Cowboy Corner Express, and the Farmer State Bank in Oakley. Stop what you're doing and listen! First down and goal from the 10. Pickett hands Najee Harris. Cuts left to the 5. Harris barreling into the end zone for a Steeler touchdown. Time winding down to the third quarter. Brooks has it left side. Trying to get the edge. Brooks touchdown. Red Raiders. Simmons in motion. The defensive lineman. The give is to Henry. Henry hit. Diving for the goal line. Touchdown. Sticking with the run again. Again and again. It's more. Shotman snap, Pickett looking right all the way, throws wide open, Deontay Johnson, right side of the end zone for a Steeler touchdown, and Pittsburgh with 4.02 to play in the fourth, takes a 19-16 lead. Griffiths, time, has room to run, Griffiths, touchdown. Levis in the pocket, has time, over the middle, intercepted at the goal line, Quan Alexander with the game-sealing pick takes it away and seals it for the Steelers. Congratulations, everybody. We've made it to another Friday. Glad you're with us here on the Morning Blitz on 102.5 U-Rock, AM 730 Fox Sports Tri-State. Of course, also online at nwksradio.net. The Rocking M app. So glad that you're with us here on this Friday, November the 3rd. 44 degrees out today as you start your Friday. No wind. Pretty nice morning out, honestly. On our way to a high in the upper 60s, maybe low 70s in some spots it might reach today. Overall, though, a really great weather day. Just like yesterday, beautiful uh, afternoon, that is for sure. Some gorgeous weather we're experiencing here on the High Plains. Uh, As always, you can hit us up throughout the entire Friday program on our text line, the number 785-899-2222. That's the number part of the Morning Blitz here on today's program, where today we will be visiting with Connor Nickel, uh, K Preps S3, going to join us as he always does on a Friday to take a look at the uh, look back at state volleyball, his thoughts from that, uh, his thoughts on the first round of the high school football postseason, and of course, look ahead to tonight as we have some high school football action to be played. Uh, six area teams still alive, really, uh, from our listening region that are still alive. Rollins County, Hoxie, Wallace County, Shylin, Golden Plains, Tri-Plains, Brewster, they're all alive. Some very intriguing, uh, another couple of intriguing games just outside our region uh, as well, which we'll touch on coming up here in just a little bit. But uh, that's big tonight uh, going on with high school football, second round of the playoffs. Uh, so we'll get to that coming up in the program, and then we'll uh, we'll have our picks. We'll look at the regional college football and NFL slate for this upcoming weekend and get some picks uh, in the walk-off, see how we can do this week. So that's what's on your Friday program. Uh, once again, hit us up on text line if you have any thoughts or comments throughout the show. Love to hear from our loyal listeners here on the Morning Blitz. Uh, last couple things to get to real quick before we get into some high school football thoughts from for tonight. Uh, a few things to dive into local sports-wise 
Uh, first and foremost, starting with just local sports from yesterday. Colby Community College men's basketball tipped off their season last night. They get a win. They took down Otero College Junior Varsity. Same team Northwest Tech played uh, here two nights ago. Uh, but Colby Community College gets the win, 89-51. Really great performance on the glass from the Trojans. Plus 18 in rebounding margin. Uh Max Masadia, I could be butchering, uh, butchering that name, uh, but it looked really complicated. But Max Masadia led four Trojans in double figures, had a dozen points, uh, had eight assists uh, to lead the way for Colby Community College as they get to 1-0. and And speaking of CCC, they are back on the floor here Sunday. They will host Kansas Wesleyan Junior Varsity. Speaking of that, we'll have chance for you to win a pair of tickets to that coming up later on in the program. So be listening for a chance to win a pair of tickets to CCC men's basketball as they take on Kansas Wesleyan JV. Uh, also last night, Colby Community College Wrestling in their first duel of the season. Uh, they lost at Otero College 32-15 to of the final score. It's a busy weekend in wrestling for area JUCO teams. Saturday, Northwest Tech women are competing at the Maverick Open at Grand Junction, Colorado. And then Sunday, both Northwest Tech men, Colby Community College men, are both wrestling at the Colorado School of Mines in Boulder, Colorado in what is their wrestling open. So, uh, busy weekend there. And I can't forget about Colby Community College Volleyball. Another quick re- reminder of this. Talked about it yesterday with the win they had on Wednesday. They play again on Saturday to CCC in the regional Plains Regional District Tournament fi- or semifinals on Saturday afternoon against Dodge City. And should they win, they would play again on Sunday uh, for the regional championship with Colby Community College against the winner of either Barton or Butler. So, a few things to keep in mind there with our Area Junior College Athletics in action. Uh, also last night, Thursday night football, a couple of good games, honestly. One college, one – actually, there were three really good games. I won't take that back. There were two good college games and one good pro game. And that's the one thing that I do not like about streaming. I mean, I, I've really enjoyed Amazon Prime's telecast. I like their pregame, their postgame, their halftime. Uh, Al Michaels and and uh, Kirk Kerbstreit do a really good job on the call. Uh, and sometimes they get some real turds of some games, but they do a good job. So I, I enjoy the broadcast, the telecast of Thursday Night Football. The thing I don't like about it is the fact that if I want to check on a score, um, you know, with college football, you know, you have to get out of Amazon Prime and go, you know, get it on your, your cable provider, whatever that may be, YouTube TV, DirecTV, Dish, or, or, or Hulu, whatever you might use. That's what stinks. I don't like that. Like, why can't we... Like, they need to invent some way so that you can watch both games. I don't know how they're going to do that. It's, it's just the way the, the world is going, and that's kind of one way that stinks is because you can't you pretty much need multiple TV screens in your room in order to watch, to keep your eye on a couple games without getting out of the app, opening up the other one, moving on, uh, so on and so forth. But, yeah, three really good games last night. They might not have been the most pretty football games, but they were competitive at least. Uh, in the NFL – it's twenty to sixteen. The Steelers come back to beat the Titans. A great late drive from Kenny Pickett and the Steelers, uh, finding Deontay Johnson for what was his first touchdown in twenty-one games. The amazing stat of the night last night was Deontay Johnson, who is a Pro Bowl wide receiver for the Steelers, had not had had not caught a touchdown pass from anybody in twenty-one games. That means the last quarterback to throw him a touchdown pass was Big Ben Roethlisberger, over what a season and a half ago. That's amazing, amazing that they cannot find their best, probably their best wide receiver, and certainly maybe their most experienced wide receiver uh, for the, in the end zone. I mean, it was it was actually kind of funny to see him celebrate in the end zone after he got that touchdown. Like, ah, oh, we're finally here, finally we've made it. 
into the end zone. Uh, but the Steelers come back, late drive. Matt Canada, who is under so much fire in, in Pittsburgh, the offensive coordinator for the Steelers, was on the field, and they actually put up you know pretty good numbers of yardage last night, over 300 yards. So I don't know if that's something to talk about going forward, if he needs to be on the field instead of up in the coach's box uh, to help the Steelers' uh, offense, which has been a little questionable, uh, to say the very least, this uh, these last season and a half. Uh, by the way, uh, the win for Pittsburgh improves them to five and three, drops the Titans to four and four. Although, still, I even though it wasn't a great game from Will Levis, who did throw an interception at the gun to uh, to end that game to put it to put it on ice. I do still think that Will Levis is probably the way to go for the future of of Tennessee. And it might as well start right now. I, who knows if Ryan Tannehill will get back? Um, I, I just think this is where you got to go. 22 of 39, 262 yards, no touchdowns, did have a pick, but that's a big-bodied guy back there. He is jacked, and and he can he can move in the pocket. He can really he's got such a strong arm. He can just flick his wrist, and it goes 40 yards. So I think I think you just got to do that going forward. He's going to learn like every young quarterback will. I think the Titans just need to start the Will Levis era right now. He looks good. I think he looks pretty darn good so far, and hopefully they can get the running game going to help them out. Uh, pushing forward for Tennessee. But 20-16, to 16, Pittsburgh over the Tennessee Titans to kick off week nine of the NFL slate. Like I said, really good week of NFL football. We'll get into that again here a little bit later on the show. Uh, also, last night as well, I mentioned two couple of great games in college football as ACC action, Duke-Wake Forest, which was tied at 21 until late in the fourth when an interception, <laughs> an interception late, Led to Duke getting a short field. They would go down, kick a game-winning field goal with no time remaining. They win 24-21 over Wake Forest. Pretty good game, though. Congratulations to head coach for Duke, Mike Elko. First time, or sorry, second time in the history of Duke football that a coach has led the Blue Devils to -to back-to-back bowl game seasons. The first coach, of course, very well known. That would be the great Steve Spurrier who did it. And now... Uh, Mike Elko doing it for the first time since, what, the late 80s is when uh, I think that happened. So Duke football, Mike Elko doing a great job. I don't know how much longer he's going to be at Duke. He'll have plenty of opportunities to maybe go to Michigan State or whatever position or whatever job may be open in the power in another Power 5 school, bigger school. We'll see. But a uh, great showing from him. Great effort from Wake Forest to falls to 4-5. and five. Duke now 6-3. and three. But good game last night, but a game-winning field goal after a costly turnover late in the fourth quarter from Wake Forest gets the win for Duke. And then in the Big 12 last night, a couple of teams that I'm sure are very disappointed in the 2023 season. And, and how could you not be? TCU is coming off a championship run where they made it all the way to the college football playoff championship game last year. Now lost a bunch of pieces. Don't get me wrong. Graduated a ton. So somewhat expected. And then you got Texas Tech, who at the beginning of the year was getting some thoughts. You know, this could be a team that is going to be playing in the college football playoff because they have a bunch of players back that had a good year last year. Joy McGuire's got all going in the right spot. And they've been ravaged by injuries, and so they haven't been great. So both these teams came in with uh, with less than four wins on the season. And you could just tell the crowd just wasn't exactly super into it, I guess, is the way to put it. They weren't exactly just all the way into it, but nonetheless, a really good game last night. Texas Tech gets the win, 35-28. They come from behind after TCU scored twice in the third quarter uh, to take the lead, 21-20. 
Texas Tech takes the lead back and does not give it away. 35-28, the final score there. Uh, Brian Morton, the quarterback for Texas Tech, 282 yards, two touchdowns. That was not the guy he was starting. I don't even know if that was the second stringer for Texas Tech. I think they're on their third-string quarterback this year. That's how bad it's been for Texas Tech football. Uh, Josh Hoover on the other side for TCU, 353 yards, throwing one touchdown, two interceptions. But uh, Texas Tech gets the win. And then an interception, or gets the lead, does not relinquish, and then gets an interception. TCU is driving to take the to at least tie the game up uh, with a touchdown and a PAT, uh, but interception there late. The second one from Josh Hoover uh, seals the victory for the Red Raiders. They improved to four and five. Uh, TCU dropping to four and five uh, this season. So, like I said, three really good football games on last night uh, amongst the college football and NFL ranks. Hopefully there'll be some good football on tonight, transitioning into high school football. As I mentioned, six area teams in action, a few of the regional squads as well. Look forward to seeing uh, how these games all shake out. Uh, but the slate of games tonight include Rollins County going to Trigo, Hoxie playing host to Lacrosse, Wallace County is hosting Dighton, and then we've got uh, Shylin hosting Greeley County in six-man. Golden Plains making the trip down to just, uh, what, west of Dodge City? Is that right, or east of Dodge City? No, west of Dodge City. Uh, to Ingalls to play there, and then Triplanes Brewster, a very long trip down south to Ashland uh, for their contest tonight. So just some quick thoughts. First and foremost, I think Shylin, once again, they consider them to probably be the favorites in six-man. They're probably going to roll tonight over Greeley County. Uh, Greeley County got a two-point win to advance to this point last weekend. I think Shiloh rolls pretty easily. I don't know. Uh, Shiloh will play the winner of Golden Plains and Ingalls tonight. More than likely Ingalls, and that might be a better test for Shiloh. But Shiloh has really not been tested over the last four or five weeks. Their schedule was so difficult in the beginning, and then it's gotten a little bit. It's gotten quite a bit easier in the second half. So uh, if after they get past Greeley County, one would assume tonight, then they will get to face off against Ingalls. Some of these six-man teams are getting buys. You know, Greeley County might have an advantage there. They didn't have a buy. Shailene had a buy. Golden Plains, Ingalls, Triplanes, Brewster, Ashton, they all had first-round buys to get to this point. Still, though, expect uh, we'll see what happens with Golden Plains, Ingalls. We'll see what happens with Triplanes, Brewster, and Ashland. I expect Triplanes, Brewster to go down there and, and probably probably be a quick game down at Ashland. Um, Ashland's really good, and uh, Triplanes, Brewster, I think, is, you know had a pretty good year considering what's kind of gone on with Head coach Chris Kirk just having to kind of fill in because uh, they couldn't find a football coach. And so uh, they've done pretty good this year to make it this far, but I think they'll run into a buzzsaw in Ashland tonight uh, in six-man. But I expect Shiloh to move on. Uh, Ingles, Golden Plains, we'll see what Coach Travis Smith has for Ingles, but Ingles, pretty good football team. That'll be a tough one for the Bulldogs. So and I, that would be the Golden Plains Bulldogs. I think Ingles is the Bulldogs as well. So we got Bulldogs and Bulldogs going on tonight down there at Ingles. But Shylin, Ingles, Ashland, probably those out of those three games, I expect to, to move on to the next round. Like I said, it'll be Shylin, Ingles in the next round for the Cougars. Um, and then in eight-man, you got some very intriguing games, highly intriguing. You got Rollins County going to Trigo. Rollins County coming off a game where they only won by two, I think, or four. It was less than a score over Lincoln. It was extremely close. They they You almost got to say that the Buffaloes were maybe overlooking Lincoln, uh, and thinking we've got this, we're we're gonna we're at home, we're the two seed, we're we're we're, we're gonna do great. And Lincoln came to play and almost caught the Buffaloes napping on their home field. But Rollins County escaped behind great performances from Ryan Schrammick, their running back. Now they're gonna face a stiffer test in Trigo tonight on the road in Wakini. So they got to go on the road. 
Trigo is a team that has improved, has always been pretty good offensively, but is getting better defensively. Uh, has, has really cut their points per game allowed down this year. And so Rollins County uh, will have a little stiffer test against Trigo here tonight. And I don't think, I'm going to check this real quick. I don't think they've played before this year or played this, this year so far. I don't think they have. I'm going to double check that, make sure I'm not wrong. Yes, they have not played. This will be the first time they have played this season. Will Rollins County and Trigo, they could have played the regular season, but uh, they did not. But I expect that to be a uh, pretty entertaining game between the Buffaloes and, uh, and once again, the Golden Eagles of Trigo. So that game going on tonight. Wallace County hosting Dighton. This game intrigues me at the 1AD2 level because I think you have two separate styles. Um, you have a Wallace County team that has proven to be very good defensively. Very, very good defensively. Uh, you look at some of their games this year for Wallace County. Now, I do know they had a blowout loss to Victoria, uh, let's see, four weeks ago. A month or so ago, they had a blowout loss to Victoria. Look, Victoria is really good. I'm not going to blame that on that. But you look at the amount of points they have allowed this year. The Decatur community, eight. Wheatland Grinnell, St. Francis, zero. Zeros to Thunder Ridge and Otis Bison. 18 points allowed to Logan Palco. And let's not forget, they lost earlier in the season to Wallace County in two overtime games. Quinter in double overtime by two. And in single overtime to Rollins County by three. So they really easily could be... You know, what is eight and eight and one at this point in time with the lone loss being to a Victoria team that a lot of people think is probably going to go on and win state or at least be playing for the state title. So Wallace County's got themselves a really good football team and they are very good defensively. And they're going to go up against a Dighton team tonight and head coach Ken Simon, who is known for putting up points. Now they have some rough, they had a rough part of the season earlier on. They lost three in a row to Rollins County, Quinter, and Hodgman County. And but they can put up points. I mean, look at some of the point totals they've put up. 52, 70, 32, 56, 64 in a 100, that's right, a 100 to 64 loss at Mineola, but 64 points. And then 36 at Kinsley. They can score points. They can do this. So it's a contrast of styles. Which will win? Is it Wallace County's great defense or is it Dighton's really good offense? That's going to be the intriguing part in tonight's uh, clash there, I think, in 1A Division Two, in my opinion. So that ought to be a really good football game in 1A D2. And then you've got, in 1A D1, again, Hoxie hosting lacrosse. Hoxie, of course, coming in with a record of 8-1, and one, their lone loss to, very good, to Wichita County, which we'll touch on here in just a second. And then you've got a lacrosse team which has losses to Victoria 44-22 Central Plains by 8 and then a blowout loss they lost at Joaquini Trigo. I don't know what to expect of this game. I don't know much about lacrosse this year. They were great. they've usually been a very good football program especially when they were 11 man. When they dropped to 8 man they, they and they had some struggles at 11 man, they dropped to 8 man, they became pretty solid again. So I'm intrigued to see what lacrosse can do against uh, Hawks United. I still think the Indians probably get the win, but I think it could be a pretty competitive football game. So we'll see about that. Uh, so those are your area regional teams in action. Expect uh, three pretty tonight. We'll see how it all shakes out. As um, you know, I know Connor Nickel, who's going to join us here coming up, he thinks that this is the best round of football that there is. Um, you know, when it comes to the playoffs for football, he thinks this is the best, most competitive, entertaining round. That's his opinion. And then there are a few other regional games that are happening. They're interesting. Wichita County uh, taking on Clifton Clyde tonight. Look, Wichita County is probably going to win, but I just go back to last week where Hill City lost to Clifton, or Hill City lost to Clifton Clyde, and it was like, 
70-something to 60-something. It was a high-scoring affair, really high-scoring. Can, can, can Clifton Clyde score against Wichita County? Because Wichita County can score points. So that's going to be the question. Uh, I don't know if they can or not. I feel like Wichita County's got a great defense, and they'll probably find their way to another victory will uh, Coach Douglas' squad. And then you've got a couple of GWAC teams playing some big-time opponents tonight. You've got Hill City, or sorry, Scott City at home hosting Andale and Holcomb on the road at Cheney. So you've got two GWAC teams taking on two of the top programs in 3A tonight. And I was just going to look this up and see what the Massey ratings say about these games. Right now, uh, Holcomb considered what is a 24-point dog uh, here today, according to the Massey ratings, against Cheney. So a 24-point dog. We're expecting kind of like a 38-14 score, according to the Massey ratings. And Andale, Scott City, right now you've got Andale considered to be a 34-and-a-half-point favorite uh, over Scott. I, I, I would say that game is going to be closer. I don't know why I think that. I just think Scott City is going to make it closer. I'm not saying the Beavers are going to win. It's Andale. And they're on a mission from God after getting beat and having that winning streak snapped, the longest in the country. But at the same time, I feel like Scott City's got a great defense. I think they're going to be able to keep that game a little bit closer than people think. It's my opinion. Plus, they're at home. That's got to help some, right? It's got to help some. You didn't have to make the long trip. They did. It's got to help some. So those are some intriguing football games tonight across the high school ranks. Once again, Rollins County at Trigo, Hoxie hosting Lacrosse, Wallace County hosts Dighton, Shiloh hosting Greeley County, Golden Plains at Ingalls, and Tri Plains Brewster at Ashland. And then some other regional games include Wichita County at, versus Clifton Clyde, hosting Clifton Clyde, uh, Holcomb at Cheney, and Scott City hosting Andale. Second round of the high school football playoffs tonight. All right, let's get to a break. When we come back, Connor Nichols is going to join us. Uh, we'll take a look back at some state volleyball. We'll talk some more about some of these high school football matchups tonight from our listening region. You're listening to a Friday morning edition of the Morning Blitz. <laughs> 